we're back at it. Down another episode. Here we are. We're out here with your boy Kofi, host of Audacious, and we have an amazing and special guest of TikTok himself. I appreciate it, bro. The man of many languages. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Is it because you don't know how to pronounce my name? Yeah, correct. <laughs> Corrales. Corrales. But you could just say K. You could say Carlos like, uh, you know, uh, a lot of my Arab friends, mm. when they just see that name, they just go like Carlos. Yeah, because right? when, when, yeah. when, when I saw it, I was going to say Corrala. I was yeah. actually going to say. I mean, look, there's many ways to say it. Corrales, Corrales, Carlos. But look, the thing is, it's uh, it's a Lithuanian word. Uh, okay. And the way they pronounce it, the I-U, the I is Does it have a meaning behind it? Yeah, it means king. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's pronounced Corrales. And it should be pronounced like that because in Portuguese, where a lot of my friends, my Brazilian friends are from, mm. if you pronounce it as caralhos, yeah. it, it's like a very bad word. So let's Oosh. keep it at caralhos. <laughs> let's keep it at king I, because I the, king. the meaning in Brazilian Portuguese is just... <laughs> <laughs> no, well, bros, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Um, we've been trying to do this for a while since I met you. I was yeah, like, yeah. I need to get this guy on. Man of many languages himself. I and appreciate it, a man. lot of people that I know, obviously you met some of my friends behind the scenes. They're like... Yeah. You're the one that does this? Yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get to start. Um, so I want you to just briefly talk about what you do on TikTok, yeah. um, your content, and how you came about it. Yeah. So uh, basically, I'm the guy trying to sing a song from every country in the world. As of this day, I'm on 149 countries. So I'm about to do 150. So this episode is before the big 150. Mm. And um, not just trying to sing from essentially the official countries in the world, but like from every territory, place, as I can possibly think mm. of. And the reason why I started this, honestly, is because yeah. I'm just a person who has always been in love with different cultures as much as my own. Right? Yeah. It's not like my culture sucks and I, I like other people's cultures. It's like my culture is great, but imagine how many different other cultures out there that there are. Yeah, and not for sure. Like growing up in Dubai, which is the, mo the biggest multicultural city in the world, in mm. my opinion, right? We have like people from 200 different countries living in Dubai. It's just always taught me like there's always many things to explore outside and i thought like this is a chance for me to explore i'm still young and i don't want to um, get myself into one niche specifically yeah. i want to be able to explore the different cultures. and i started this in lockdown so really the only way that i could do it right it was hard to get access to food it was hard to travel to these places so the only way that i could really process every country in the world was actually to listen to their music okay. so th yeah that's how no, I, went I respect about that 100 i see the content i'm like damn how the hell does this guy do every how many videos do you record in about a day per se so um, when you're like content driven when i'm content driven which is almost all year yeah, right and yeah. there's no time where i'm not maybe maybe I <laughs> well take yeah two we're doing weeks this off. challenge especially yeah. yeah like the only time i've taken a break in the last nine months was when i came back to australia after like a six month trip abroad and i just took two weeks off of content because i needed it i needed yeah. it to not go insane because every day i'm just like listening to different languages yeah. i'm thinking in different languages i'm learning different words in different languages like i just did haiti yesterday mm. and it's it's french Creole, so it's Haitian Creole, which mm -hmm. is a bit like French. So there are similarities, but there's also differences, and it also opens a new way for my mind mm. to think. And that, that's like one of the reasons, another reason yeah, that I did it this. It must is, be difficult just yeah. sitting there and being like, okay, so this is similar to this. Was that word from this one or yeah. from. And I can't sleep at night sometimes because there's four different songs just like <laughs> fighting to be in my head. Even today, before I came in, yeah. like I. I posted a story and mm. i spent 15 minutes trying to pick a song there was a kenyan rap that suited the vibe there was a haitian rap that yeah. suited the vibe there was a dominican rap that suited the vibe and there was a japanese rap that suited the okay. vibe and i was just like i wish i could post like a story and depending on the country you're from you just see the song from your country yeah. because i can't post like four different stories no, so it's like my mind's always just thinking and racing which is good but it's also mm. not good yeah no because it becomes very difficult and you yeah. sit then you're like okay I'm doing all this, yeah. but when do I get a break? Yeah. And I think for me personally, when it comes to content, content creating or doing anything creative, yeah. when someone or when you're forcing to do it and you're not enjoying doing it yeah. at the time, that's the hardest thing to do because then you'll sit there and say, it's not right. Yeah. You'll have your errors, you'll have your trials and mistakes and you'll be like, I can't really be bothered, yeah. to be honest. And then it, the content creation becomes more of a job rather mm -hmm. than you enjoying what you're putting out. Exactly, which is why I don't, like a lot of people ask me, is content creation a full-time thing? I would love for it to be a full-time thing yeah. someday. But right now, I don't want it to be the focus. I don't want to hustle with my content because the content that I'm doing is my way of, you know, producing art, right? It's, it's my way of communicating something with the rest of the world. And I want that to be as pure as it possibly is. I don't want it to be affected by making money because if I'm thinking like, okay, what's the best way to make money? There are so many different ways for me to make money that are not 
necessarily good for my content. Yeah. So a lot of content creators who, who want to get into this game need to understand, are you in this for the money or are you in this because you love what you do? It's yeah. fine to be in it for the money, but you got to understand the difference. You don't want what you love to be something that you hate. Yeah, for sure. You know? And we had this discussion earlier where we were like... Um, with everything that you do, you don't want this to become a job. You want it to be something you enjoy. If you make money out of it, okay, so be it. Yeah. But it's not the main focus. It's not the main drive yeah. where you sit there and you're like, okay, I'm doing this because I enjoy it. Yeah. Now what's next? Yeah. Well, look, I can tell you, I went through many periods where I was actually struggling to make money and I thought content would be the way for it. But as soon as I associated my content with I need to make money from this video mm. or from this idea. I even started to look at my audience in different ways. I don't want to look at my audience that likes me for singing songs in different languages as cash cows. Yeah. Like th that's not the reason I'm doing this. I want to do this because I want to connect with human beings in the purest way possible. Yeah, and no. through music, when you sing in people's languages, I've done it like with people from 20, 25 different countries like live. I'm not mm. talking about on social media and just to see the different emotions that they feel through this way of connecting, right? That is something I don't want to be tarnished by. Yeah, well, here I'm sending a t-shirt, you know, I, I sang a song for you now, can you buy something for me? Yeah. I, I don't think that's like a very pure way of looking at it. No, for opinion, sure. You, you know? just want to be able to create it and see if the audience likes it. So be yeah. it. If not, that's up to them at the end of the day. Yeah. And you're not here to force them to like your content. You're here to make them admire it or be a part of what you're trying to create. Exactly. And I mean, it's normal for people not to like your content or to like your content. But as I say, it's just very important that question, like, and I, and I say this as a message to content creators, right? Having people like or not like your content is not a good or bad thing inherently because that's their true opinion. But when money comes into it, it just becomes a whole different process, a whole different equation, transaction, relationship, whatever word you want to put yeah. around it. No, for sure. Um, what would you say right now your top five most difficult um, yeah, top five most difficult languages to speak has been. Yeah, so that, uh, th this is a tough one because I'm going to have to remember over 104 <laughs> now. But I know for sure Burmese, so from yep. Burma, Myanmar. Uh, I tried to do a really fast rap from there. And I think like that video didn't go viral there yet, so I don't know what they think of it just okay. yet. But I think I didn't do it really well. I just <laughs> want to see what they say. But it was really hard. Okay. Um, Aitian Creole is actually one of the harder ones because... They so it's like French, mm. but they pronounce words in different ways and they write them in different ways. So they'll have like a lot of W's. So the dialect so, is different. Yeah. So and when you put it into music, right? Some some languages, by the way, they're much easier to rap than they are to speak, and some are much easier to speak than they are to rap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Burmese, Aitian Creole. Um, actually, I, I would say for me, uh, African languages were always mostly easy, but Shona. So from Zimbabwe, very poetic language, one that I really mm -hmm. love, but it's, it is very hard. There are so many Z, V, P, F that like when they come together, if you just speak English, you will not understand how to pronounce mm -hmm. them. So, okay, we've got Burmese, oh, uh, Mandarin or Chinese. That's definitely one of the <laughs> hardest ones uh, until today. Yeah. I still struggle. That's why you see I haven't done China yet <laughs> because I'm still struggling. <laughs> um, and then I would say... This one is also a very hard one to actually rap, and it's Portuguese. Portuguese? Yeah, Portuguese. You'd think, okay, it's one of the European languages. must be easy. Yeah, because a lot of people sit there and they're like, okay, yeah. this language is said a lot, so yeah. maybe it's very common. Yeah. And then when you try and study it. Yeah, but Portuguese. <laughs> so I learned Spanish fluently, yeah. and then I came into Portuguese, even though I know a lot of what is being said, mm -hmm. but trying to speak or rap Portuguese is so hard because... They don't necessarily put, um, like, let's say the word D, the letter D, yeah. right? They, they don't put anything on the D to make it sound different. Like, you just have to see the letter that comes after it changes the way that it's pronounced. Yeah. And if you're from a different location in Brazil, it changes the way that the word after it's pronounced. Mm. So there are so many things that you have to take into account. And I listen to many different rappers from around Brazil. Yeah. So... For me, it's really hard because I'm not trying to learn the Rio de Janeiro accent, for example, right? But a lot of the rappers come from there. So I'm subconsciously learning because yeah. I like that music. So it makes it a bit confusing no, for also sure. for me. Yeah. No, understandable. Um, what would you... Okay. When it, comes to the, when it comes to your content creation, I saw that you were doing a bit of DJing there. We had a little discussion yeah, behind yeah, the scenes yeah. before. Um, why haven't you done that per se yeah. as much? So... Because it's actually not easy doing an every country challenge and yep. especially doing it for 10 months straight now. So uh, I knew what I was getting into before mm -hmm. I did it, 
But I did believe sometimes that I would have time to DJ, time to make music, time to also work with clients, time to also work on my side business, time to also work on my side. But the reality is, like, you can't, right? As much, even someone like me who is really, like, heavy on productivity, I don't, like, I, I can't get that. Yeah. So with DJing, I feel like if I ever felt like doing it, I would do it. But the reality is I'm still also trying to explore music from as many different countries as I can. Mm -hmm. The idea also behind this is by listening to as many different sounds as I possibly can, yeah. that will end up playing a big role in anything I want to do in music okay. in the next few years. Whether it's DJing, whether it's producing, or whether it's actually rapping. Where are you looking towards at the moment? Well, what I enjoy the most is definitely like making different sounds onto music, yeah. right? So that could entail obviously making different sounds in terms of producing, yeah. right? But it could also entail actually rapping. Okay. Now, the reason I specifically did rapping from different countries, uh, like most of the countries where there is rap, I will tend to do rap, is because I just love rapping in different languages. Okay, yeah. Right, the flow, like you get like a rapper from Algeria sounds nothing like a rapper from America and sounds nothing like a rapper from Brazil. But then you see like this rapper from Algeria, he was like inspired by Biggie and he's trying to still do boom yeah. bap music right now, like in 2023. <laughs> he's trying, he's trying yeah. to do the old yeah. old style, old yeah. school type yeah. of... Um, yeah, shout out to my boy Trap King, uh, Medical Boom Bap. Yeah, music. yeah, 100%. But he's <laughs> like, you see, for me, it's like, you know, if you tell someone you listen to Boom Bap in 2023, you're going to be like, like, you know, yeah. it's old school. But like, because I'm listening to it in a different language, right? I don't have that thing where it's like, it's old school. For me, it's mm. like something completely new, completely different. So yeah, I would love to like create music where I'm just literally rapping in seven different languages over a beat. Like, yeah, no, I respect know? that so yeah. much because sitting there, and <laughs> I definitely don't even think I can learn three. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Um, But I respect what you're doing when it comes to you being able to sit there and say, oh, okay, this is my goal. Yeah. I'm going to achieve it regardless of what it does for me. Mm -hmm. And then, I'm going to get it done. Like yeah. you've got what? Uh, 40. So 43 countries. 43 left. countries left. And you're sitting there saying, I'm going to get it done by this date. You've yeah. gone ahead and posted it. What, what are you trying to get done by July? So 4th of July, mm -hmm. uh, I've booked my holiday to the Gold Coast on the 4th of July. Okay. And, um, 4th of July is also America's Independence Day. Mm -hmm. So America was always going to be the last country. That, that was a plan from the beginning. Mm -hmm. America was supposed to be the last one. I didn't know it would end on July the 4th, but here we are. It could possibly end on July the 4th, which is which literally mm -hmm. makes it perfect. And I think Canada, which I still have left, is July the 1st. So mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm so what's the last country you're looking at? Uh, last country is the United States. United America. States. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. you're going to finish off with a big yeah. bang. Yeah, yeah, with a big bang. Because that's where, like in the end, all, all the inspiration from music mm -hmm. has 99% come from the US yes right now we've got the UK coming to play we've got a lot of Canadian artists even Australian shout out to all the Australian artists but like yeah. US right everything from there you know the first thing we grew up with West Coast East Coast Tupac B that's, that's, that's like really all the stuff that we heard and then from the pop side of things too mm. everything came from America so it'll be interesting to see because for America I literally could pick from a thousand different songs yeah and, no for and, sure and, and that's that's one of the most interesting parts of a challenge like this, why I do this, right? Like from a philosophical point of view, let's say. It's like I could pick any choice out of 500 songs I know and any one of them could get me to like 10 million views, let's say. But knowing which one to pick out of 500 is so hard. It's going to be arbitrary <laughs> at this point, yeah, right? Yeah, because at the end of the day, with music, it's very biased. Yeah, it just depends yeah. on what you like. Yeah, so it, it could literally be anything. And, and so that's when it comes to like different countries where I go like, okay... So I've been recommended 15 songs mm -hmm. from a different country. Which one do I pick, right? Like, okay, two is, is a bad, it, like it's hard to make a decision between two or three things. Yeah. Now imagine 15 things. So sometimes I just have to go with the flow. Sometimes I just have to pick, like sometimes I'll be stuck and I'm like, okay, what country do I, I just randomly pick. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, right, we don't know what's going to happen. The beautiful thing about this is I got to explore different regions of the world at times where I didn't even pick it, right? So at some point, the Horn of Africa, East Africa, I like that was a time where I was able to explore that music. It just came on its own. And right now I'm in a period of exploring Caribbean music and it just happened, right? I'm going through from Trinidad and Tobago, Dominica, Dominican Republic, Anguilla, all these different countries, yeah. all these different islands in the Caribbean. I'm going through that right now and I never planned that. That's, that's the beautiful thing about like, okay, I know what the end goal is, but how I can get to the end goal is, is so different. There's so many ways mm. I can do it, right? And yeah, when, did, when did you start making content? Oh, when did I start making content? <laughs> how, long, how long have you been making content for? Like content, content, yeah. I would say 10 years now. It's 10. 2023, yeah. So, so from, from early days of Twitter, right? I saw Twitter, I was like, you know what? I watch a lot of football. Let me write about it. Let me, let me, let me 
write my thoughts, you know, yeah. okay. And the, the way it started for me was like my team, Liverpool, was just doing really bad. So I was like, okay, I play FIFA, I know the formation. Okay, so what formation are we playing with and why is that formation so bad? Because we were doing bad for like yeah. 10 years, we didn't win the league. So I was like, okay, what's the wrong formation? Then I realized, okay, no, there's like people seeing this as a science. So I went into it. I started yeah. writing articles. I started going to games at my local league, um, celebrating with fans. So and just everything. starting to understand yeah. soccer a bit more? Yeah. And through that, I actually got exposed to kind of the entertainment and media side of things. So I was a very like nerdy kind of football yeah. article writer. Like I'd write articles and shit, yeah. right? And then at some point I went to a game in England and I realized like, I love just being with the fans. Mm. I, I love just like being with a group of people, whether it's musically, whether it's in a sporting sense. Like I just always, when when you ask me like, what's my dream scenario? It's like, I'm in the middle of 50,000 people and we're just <laughs> cheering for something. Yeah. Like whether it's like, you know, Travis Scott just put goosebumps on and we're all like, you know, oh, so going you rather crazy. be in that vibe. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Or, or for example, like, yeah. Um, you know, from out of nowhere a team that is not expected to win yeah. scores a goal from out of nowhere and it's just like that that feeling of euphoria that that like 10 seconds mm. that is what I live for right um, not the 10 seconds after not the 10 seconds like that, that 10 seconds of euphoria no, yeah that perfect moment that perfect moment where everyone is in sync yeah. the vibes are all the yeah. same there's no negative energy yeah. around you and and the, that match, I went to Liverpool versus Arsenal. We were doing really badly. We were losing 2-1 at our home stadium. And at the last second of the game, and I was recording it, I remember, 2014, last second of the game, we score. And that game didn't really mean anything to us because we were already doing badly. But just yeah. that 10 seconds of euphoria, it's like a drug, right? It just, it just hooked me like a drug. And I was like, I need more of this shit. I, I, need, <laughs> I need more of this shit. Nah, I respect that. Damn, I never saw it from that because I saw that you... Um you were focusing on the World Cup at one stage. Yeah, you were doing yeah. the, the countries that were in the World Cup. Yeah. Did you end up going to watch it or you were in Australia at the time? No, no, I worked at the World Cup. I, was the, I was the face of FIFA Plus and Arabic at the World Cup. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. never knew that because yeah. I saw that you were going around interviewing, but I didn't know yeah, where you were in the Yeah, scene. fair enough. So my videos were all on their main accounts. And that's actually, see, see, my bad is that I don't even post a lot of the stuff that I do. Yeah. Right, like I, I literally like just posted a story. I'd be like, it's just another content. Like I do so many videos mm. that I have like a a whole content presentation I did for forty five minutes like two weeks ago. I haven't even sat down and processed it because like, man, sometimes I'm just working with too much content that I don't want to edit. Yeah, and I don't like you know what I mean. For me, it's like, all right, I love this, but I don't love this. It's like someone who works as a chef, right? Mm. You don't want, they're, they're not going to come home and like, oh, I love cooking. They're going to want to order something because yeah, they've been cooking all been cooking day. Constantly. You know what I mean? Correct. So uh, that's that's how it works. So for me. how did you get involved? Because a lot of people out there, they want um, a lot of the teens that the audience of audacious, yeah. um, they're more youth and they want to do content creation. Yeah. How did you get into the, the the atmosphere of okay? I'm doing content creation, but how do I take it a step further? Like you yeah. said, you you went to FIFA, um, and from there you became the face. Yeah. How did you how did you get take a step into that? Yeah. Well, uh, glasses have come off for this because now, yeah, now, now we're getting to serious. It's serious, talk. It's serious. Okay. So every one of these big opportunities that I've got in my life, so um going to an event yeah. uh, like the World Cup, uh, yeah. I also did this like crypto event in Dubai. Okay. Imagine like 6 days before the event, they check out my Instagram. They're like How many times have you been to Dubai? Cuz you said uh, that uh, possibly I'm, end of July you're yeah. going to go again. So I'm born and bred in Dubai. Okay. Right? Um so uh, I have family from Australia, there's a family in Dubai. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's basically always been kind of like my second home, yeah. um, even first home at times, but recently Australia has become the first home. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> just, just again. Was, was yeah, yeah. Going through nostalgia with Dubai, man. <laughs> he's just thinking, I just, he's I'm like, just I want to go back on holiday. I'm yeah, not trying yeah, to be yeah, here for yeah, long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, so can we go back to the question? No, yeah, Dubai. Um, how many times have you been to Dubai? You said you were okay. born and bred yeah, in Yeah, so born and bred in Dubai. Yeah, that's that's why I lost track because like that's I right. don't really have a number, but like since I've moved to Australia and started to study here, um, I've probably been back like six times, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I'll always find myself every year, like besides that one lockdown, yeah, every year I'll just find myself back there. It's just, it's like an energy that always levitates yeah. me towards there no matter what, so yeah. No, I respect yeah. that. Have you traveled with anyone else? So yeah, so I've, to Dubai. yeah, so I've traveled to a few places in Europe, so we're talking... Uh, England, Italy, mm -hmm. Greece, Turkey, Croatia. I've been obviously all around the Middle East, uh, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Bahrain, Oman, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Lebanon. I haven't been to as many countries though that I would have liked. Okay, where are you planning to visit next? Because you said you're going to go back home, yeah. back to Dubai. Where are you thinking of going yeah. next? Yeah, so 
One of the bad things about being in Australia and doing a challenge like this is that to get to anywhere, it is minimum $1,000, $1,500. Yeah, it's right? expensive. So, Australia's not cheap for travel. Yeah, so Dubai, on the other hand, it is probably one of the best places to be if you want to travel because you're literally in the center of the world and you can travel almost anywhere. Mm. Like most countries in the world, I assume, like I forgot the number, but yeah. Dubai and Qatar, basically, they have the most destinations in the world. How um, long have you been in um, Australia for? Uh, six years now. Six. Yeah. So, for instance, like being in Dubai, let's say I went viral in Georgia, right? Yeah. Georgia is just a three-hour flight away from Dubai. Mm -hmm. It's plausible to spend, I would say, it's like 500 Australian dollars to go there. Like, it's an investment, right? 500 Australian yeah. dollars, go there for a week, come back, right? Yeah. That's an investment. But, like, for right now, my biggest fan base is from Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya. So, for me to travel to Nairobi, it's probably 36 hours of flying, mm -hmm. right? And a round trip costs $3,000. And it's would like... Would you do a meet and greet in... Yeah, hundred percent. But I, but I, for me, not just a meet and greet. Like I would do a night, like it's just a Karalis night. You mm. know what I mean? Which is something I want to do here in Melbourne too. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for that. I'm yeah. waiting for that. But um, Audacious doing interviews this yeah, soon. Yeah, Don't yeah, worry. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But um, yeah, I want I want to do a Karalis night. It's essentially, it's where I bring the music that I listen to and I bring it for the yeah. people. But I also bring it with my kind of touch. Yeah, for sure. Because you see, there's things that. All right, I'm doing a pre-recorded video, right? Um, where I have to sit down and and sing the song as best as I can. But I want to be able to get on the mic and like freestyle with the song a little bit, you know, yeah. and just like be just have the fun. Fans. So essentially, this is kind of like trying to unlock that potential. Like, when will I get that time to where I'll be commanding the stage, mm. right? Doing what I do. But as a content creator who sings from different countries, people don't look at you that way. People don't look at you necessarily as a performer. They yeah. see it as you're just doing a challenge. But for me, it's like, nah, I, I love performing. Like, yeah. it, it is a dream to perform. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I like. Sometimes if I if I can just for free I'll, I'll perform for free I'll, I'll do my work like yeah. I get paid for the work but I'll just perform for free because I love that I don't want you know again money to be associated with you what I love. You perform Melbourne soon? That is look. <laughs> so it it all depends on my travel. The the reason why I believe I've never performed. So I have performed like a couple of times at okay. like small gigs, but the reason why I've never truly, truly performed here is because, as I said, every time my focus is kind of on the business side of things right now. Yeah. So it's outside. So again, it's like if I get a job offer to go there for six months and I'm getting paid well, or I can kind of push performing for yeah. free, I'm obviously going to go there. And there I was able to, so like in the Middle East, I was able to actually leverage yeah. that knowledge I have mm -hmm. to actually perform. But here, for instance... I just sit down and think, like, if I'm traveling to Dubai in two months, right, it just doesn't make sense, really, to kind of push into performing. I definitely will try, yeah. but it's like, you know, people don't want also someone who's traveling back and forth. Yeah, especially. they want someone that's centered yeah, and situated. Especially, like, look, this is something that I've struggled here with in Australia. Like, no matter what experience I have, I will not get a job, like, doing, like, let's say, a long-term social media full-time role. Yeah. And the reason is, because I always say, well, you've worked at the World Cup, you've worked at the Dakar Rally, you've worked at the Asian Cup, like, why would you work for my business? Like, like I know that if you get an offer, you're going to go. And I'm just <laughs> like, I mean, you know, if the World Cup, if the 2026 World Cup comes and they offer me a job, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, I'm not going to say no. I love this city, but like, at the same time, I love this city for reasons diff away from work, yeah. right? And and right now, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm still young, so I want that energy to be spent on travel. Yeah, for sure. But Australia is like always going to be home for me. I love this place, mm. so yeah. How long you said you were in Australia again? Yeah, six years. Six years, yeah. okay. So not, not too long. Yeah, not, not too, too long, but um, funny enough, lockdown made me love it. You know, for a lot of people, it made them hate it, but for me, it just realized like, yeah, like, there's n like Australia was a, it was a, this is going to be controversial. I don't know what to say. Okay, <laughs> oh, so it was, it was a bad... Look, it was a bad place to be due to the length of the lockdown. Yeah. But in terms of qualities of a city during lockdown, like the nature that you had, the kind of, you know, like lackluster, mm -hmm. like no one really cared. Like no one was checking you for five kilometers. Like, you know, in, in other places, like they're very strict. Like in Dubai, there was a rule where if you go and drive onto the street, yeah. right, you're going to get caught for a fine. The camera's going to flash you. And then you have to appeal... So for whatever, let's say, so my friend's dad is a dentist, right? So he obviously yeah. had to go to work, you know? Um, and so basically his dad would get a fine every single day, <laughs> right? And he had to appeal it every single day. So it's like... Oh, so it was that straight. Yeah, so it's like here, you know, you never really had the cops being like, oh, where's your ID? Yeah, and no. let me, you know, put it on Google yeah. Maps to kind of search and see if it's within the five kilometer radius. So as a city... Like it's the it's the best. You have the botanical garden. I didn't think know, it was that the, bad because yeah. there was the, you know how the news makes yeah, makes yeah, everything yeah, broad. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, Mel Melbourne is the worst. Yeah. That was before Sydney had yeah, their yeah, lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melbourne is like this, like this. I didn't know Dubai was that bad. Yeah. 
So it, so for them, so that's the thing. They had like a sort of strict lockdown, but like three months. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's the issue with the Melbourne lockdown was the length, right? No lockdown. Like you could have a lockdown in in Paris in the Eiffel Tower, and it's gonna get boring after one and a yeah, half years. You know sure. what I mean? But like as a city, right? Like Melbourne is a very <laughs> I don't want to say it's, because that would again touch a lot of people so even yeah. me but like Melbourne is one of the better places to kind of be locked okay. down because it's just like chill you know? no, it's it just yeah, a chill no, city for sure. you know? if you go to like Paris and you see a lockdown it's yeah. like but Paris is known for being the bustling city that yeah. it is and you know known for the tourism you know it's yeah. different New York for example Times Square imagine there's no one there that's going to be kind of creepy <laughs> yeah. but Melbourne's always like it's always like mellow and chill yeah, and there's it's, a, it's it, always calm vibes yeah, regardless of what like you do besides like Mumbai right it's never really like that packed where you can can't breathe and, or New Year's Eve. Right? Yeah, New Year's so, you Eve. Know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's no when one's you can't breathe. You know what I mean? But uh, otherwise, yeah, Melbourne's always chill. Like, you know, today's a Thursday night. It's cold, but you'll see enough people out. Yeah. But not too much. But not too much. much. It's not, not too busy you. where you have to. Yeah push past people yeah, the streets yeah. are no. and, and like now people will go out it's like date night Thursday night's a date night it's it's cold you know you go find a place that has good heaters and have a nice steak and wine what are your plans for tonight uh, My plan. I've got a football match tonight. Yeah, go. I'm going to be playing? playing in the court oh you're so, playing yeah I'm playing oh, yeah. okay. uh, but in a bit of a social league so yeah I'm uh, playing tonight and uh, it is I don't know 7 degrees and I do get really cold oh yeah for yeah, sure I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm, I've got my turtleneck yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so playing in Dubai we, we never played with like we don't play in the cold you know what I mean we play in the humidity so, which is nice because if you're sweating and it's humid, okay, it's fine. But here you're sweating and it's cold, so you don't know what to feel. And yeah. my, my jaws get really, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the only thing about this place is the cold gets a bit too cold. Mm. And I'm someone who likes to get out of their comfort zone. So I'll like sometimes go out in a t-shirt or something or not wear gloves or whatever. Yeah. But like just the cold is too cold. Like it, it's, it just doesn't work with me. No, for know? sure. Yeah. Damn, I respect that. Yeah. And also with, with one of your things, uh, we had discussion before yeah. with the Ghanaian song that you did. Yeah. I think we're going to have to get three versions. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're telling me about that. Yeah. So uh, definitely see, that's one of the things about this Every Country Challenge, which makes it ev- uh, so much harder. And trust me, yeah. I've actually searched. I've actually searched like how many languages there are in the world. Because I'll give you an example. I did Belize a couple of days ago. I did the language mm-hmm. of Garifuna. But they've obviously got Creole. Some people speak Spanish. Uh, they speak a variety yeah. of different languages oh, because you've already Ma- done yeah, Creole yeah, yeah some people speak Mayan so it's very hard to get every single language and then yeah. it's very hard to do this challenge and then like Papua New Guinea has like 872 different languages like the most languages in the world and I'm not going to do 872 videos <laughs> for Papua New Guinea it's just too hard yeah. you know what I mean but definitely if a country like if people say well this is not our main language that yeah. is spoken like that you could still do one that we all kind of associate yeah. with then I'll be like yeah because you guys mm. kind of make the rules right yeah. it's like I don't know if these videos are good or not no, until, for sure. you know, until like, you've released yeah. it and then yeah. the feedback comes yeah. back yeah so like I posted Suriname yesterday also and i thought that was gonna be like I, I don't know i just i didn't think i did so well and then it ended up doing better than videos that i thought would do really yeah. well so yeah it's just it surprises you and that's the way it is but yeah with, with the ghanaian music definitely i need to get on the tree i mean uh, i've i've always loved like the ghanaian high life music also some ghanaian rap and it is one of the places that i would definitely so we're again going back mm-hmm. to what are the reasons so there's a lot of like multi-layered reasons yeah. for doing this challenge but like I want to kind of see which countries that I know, like their music, like whatever song you give me from that country, I would listen to. Mm. So uh, the one example is when I used to do Spanish content, Dominican Republic, you give me merengue, bachata, dembow, reggaeton, mm-hmm. I will like Dominican music. Yeah. That's just the way it is. So Ghana is one of those places, but obviously I try not to make the kind of music database in my head too big. Yeah. Right? I can't, ha- like if I have 20 songs from each country, that's without all the songs I already know in my life, mm-hmm. right? My head's going to burst, bro. For sure. No, <laughs> there's, there's only so much I believe 100%. that my brain can handle. 100%. So, um, yeah, Ghana is definitely one that I will go into, like, exploring more. And, I mean, it just touches upon, like, one of the issues, again, that I face with this challenge is that there is so much demand, yeah. which is great. Right? It's great to always have that demand. But um, there's only so much that someone can do as a single human being. Mm. I work on this uh, project completely on my own. No editors, mm-hmm. no videographers, no 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 one posting, no one doing the captions, nothing. I do every single thing on my own. Yeah, it's difficult. So it, it I is. definitely <laughs> believe. Now, look, had I had a team and I just literally focus on doing the music, a different ball game completely. Yeah. But that is just part of the struggle as content creators that we have to face. And it's I think there's a lot that we can talk about when it comes to being a content creator and doing that stuff. No, I, I completely agree. Let's touch up on that actually yeah, a little yeah. bit, because um, even with audacious me starting, yeah. like I do have my curves. 
but he's busy with other things and yeah. he's able to provide me here and there. Yeah. But when it comes to being a content creator, you have to make that hard decision of, okay, look, I need to understand that I'm one human being. Mm-hmm. I don't have a whole team. I don't yeah. have a lot of people beside me. Like, yeah, I have the support, but they're not going to do it for me. Yeah. At the end of the day, you sit there and you say, okay, this and this. But that's what your audience also has to realize. Because with the content that you make, it's amazing. The quality of every video is like too critique it's yeah. very very straightforward and very well done yeah. and I, I can't lie like even me sitting there i'm like so what editing software how does he yeah, do yeah, that yeah, like yeah. what like you know as creators you sit there and you gain inspiration yeah. from other people um but what do you think besides that like when your order sits down and they say this and this and you're like okay but this is how much effort went into it some people don't see it there yeah yeah so um what would you say is the question out of that? Because like oh, yeah, I, yeah. I get like the, the the whole thing around it. But yeah, like, what no. would you say is the question? Um, the question besides that, I'd say is, hmm, what do you reckon the hardest part of being a content creator mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. or when you're starting specifically? Yeah, well, I'm gonna give what is the hardest thing to be a content creator in general, yeah. and then one for myself. Yeah, no. So the one for myself is pretty simple. It's because I literally expose myself to as many different things as I can. Yeah. I just want to do content on everything. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I'm not doing football content right now, it hurts me, right? It it hurts because I know I can do well with it. I know that even it could make me more money than this. I know mm-hmm. that it can get me to places that I want to be more than this, yeah. right? But I also understand that you know I've I. I took a decision yeah. and I've got to you know accept it and respect that decision yeah, because sure. you got to you got to respect your own decisions yeah. too but in general what's the hardest thing as a content creator I would say look the the money part everyone struggles right it's not just a content creator thing but mm-hmm. I would say the hardest thing as a content creator is possibly loneliness as a content creator right yeah. because you can okay let me put this into perspective. It's a Friday night. You want to go out, but you know that you need to grind. You need, you need to keep hustling, keep posting videos, keep getting better at yeah. videos. And as a content creator, it's it's one of those things where you feel so autonomous and independent. So you're like, you know what? I'm gonna take matters into my own hands. I won't go out this weekend, right? I won't go out next weekend. I won't go. I won't go out at all. And then you realize, okay, I'm working so hard every single day, and I'm only communicating with people online, and I may not even have followers. Like I'm saying, if, okay, if you do have followers, and then that becomes a point where it's like you're trying to sacrifice between like, okay, do I do my content with like, okay, with these people in this time zone that suits me or do I go out with people here? And I see a lot of people who they succeed as content creators but you know when you see people who've succeeded and then they just randomly like they kind of dive off and it's like what's happened to them? A lot of them those who I've spoken to personally and those who haven't like who've said it on their own, it's loneliness. Like they feel just so isolated and I still think that the world of being a content creator still has a lot. Like like 10 years from now, we'll be looking like, wow, this is still a new world because it's not just about money. Again, everyone thinks, you know, the first thing to make creator economy good is money, right? As long as people are making money. But let me put it this way. I believe, right, there are people, Yeah. there are more people who are happier without money but with people around them yeah, than people sure. who have money but don't have yeah, people around them. Yeah, and that's where the saying of yeah. happy um, money isn't happiness. Yeah. So you're from Ghana, yeah, right? Correct. So you know, you obviously know about familial ties. So from the yeah. Middle East, you know, we know familial ties, right? How many people do we know that never had money? They don't oh, even spend lot, money on their own, lot, but they are lot. literally happy because they're with people they love. They're mm. surrounded by their family. And they're able to come up with things that bring them joy that the, don't what, entitle what, money all the grandmas the aunties the uncles are, they don't do anything that I've retired oh 45 retired I'm just sitting I'm just happy to be here with yeah. my family what do they do they just sit down they make comments you know that's <laughs> all they do they, <laughs> they the gossip, aunties they and talk. uncles they gossip right but they're happy it's like because I'm around my family but then you have lots of people who they have so much money and they're just like well if there's no okay I've made this money but, yeah, but no I can't even with. like if I have to for a a girl to love me, I have to have money. For a guy to be my friend, I have to have money. I have to get him in the club. I have to do this. Right? You start to feel like you're not human anymore. So, like, that is so important that we talk about also in the world of being a content creator. It's yeah. like, because, yes, man, it's all about digital world. It's all about producing that content. But it's also about doing things like this. Yeah. Like, okay, you know me through social media. I yeah. know you through social media. But and where, I can't lie, yeah. I felt so honored when I met him and he's like, <laughs> you think I does the support? I said, oh, that's the one. Bro, man, uh, like 100%, of course, I've, I've been seeing your stuff. Like, I, I pay attention to these things because bro, creators... Thank you, in, in I appreciate number, it. It, me- it means a lot, like, even just starting and having someone, even though you don't see it as yeah, big yeah, as yourself, yeah, sit yeah. there and say, aren't you the... Bro, because look, creators in Melbourne, Australia specifically, like, okay, yeah, we talk about community, right? 
Number one thing, so I did this kind of, so it was actually before we followed each other, okay. so you wouldn't have seen it, but yeah. I did this thing where I was like, hey guys, um, people in Melbourne, sign up, and let's uh, have a meetup, okay. right? In Docklands, we had a meetup, 10 different people, we all just talked about like what it's like to be a content creator, I learned different things from people who I like, I think we're going to have to do another yeah, one, we'll, do, we'll, I, I we'll, really, make it, we'll make it like a panel. Yeah, yeah, 100%, I we'll get it done. Th- that's exactly what I want to do next, right, is to actually bring it a bit more, but not a networking event, I hate networking events, just not, just not, just not networking. No, like, just, just, just make it have fun. Yeah, like, just like you know it could be like you know we have a dj there like it's just chill yeah. you know what i mean so um that's like in melbourne we need to be shifting our focus to content creation because content creation can bring a lot of opportunities to a lot of people we're all complaining about you know ai coming in or um you know p- people who are more skilled than me they're coming in and taking my job okay well content creation allows you to solve any problem that you want yeah. a- any single problem that you want dude there's people doing content that if you said it out loud to another human being they'll be like and you'll be like this person's a millionaire or this person has two million people following yeah. they'll be like you're crazy <laughs> but these people are just satisfying a need right it's like some people like to listen to a person with a soothing voice yeah. do, uh, do a vlog right oh like i went to the mall i went here i went back people love asmr right there's a reason why people love asmr people love different things and so it's what problem can you solve Content allows you to solve that problem. It does. For me, it's like away from all the opportunities. It's allowed me to see that there are so many different ways that we can operate in this world where one, we are doing the thing that we love the most, but also understanding that there are things that we have as skills that we can monetize. We monetize the skills, but we work on our passion the most. And I don't mean work in the sense of like the actual meaning of work, but I just mean as in we focus. On yeah, it, yeah, right? no, for sure, for sure. I, I get what you mean, like putting in the effort yeah, to get yeah. what you have to say out there. Yeah, because also there's that fine line. There's this huge challenge, I believe, for, for content creators is there's a fine line between the money and the passion that we need to just pay attention to you need, I, I catch myself slipping mm. a lot of times like right now i realize okay i want it to be done by july the 4th yeah. right but i don't want to pressure <coughs> myself into a scenario where i'm not liking it anymore so anytime i see myself not liking the content i'm like i know i got a goal there but i don't mind like i don't mind having to delay my goal by back. a week because when you put it into perspective right look at it five years from now right you could say oh i reached my arbitrary goal of july the 4th because i booked for my vacation yeah but that probably won't have a big effect on the rest of my life. Mm. But if I looked as I really pressured myself, made myself hate every single fiber of the content that I was doing just to finish on July the 4th, and then I hate content for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, that's Would not I have benefited you. from no, that? Because no, because then so at the end of the yeah. day, that's where you yeah. stop yeah. your hobby or your enjoyment yeah. and what you do for fun, per yeah. se. So, so exactly. So that's like, like there's, there's a red line for me. It's like, I, I will grind, I will hustle, but as soon as I feel like it's going to make me hate what I'm doing, I don't want to do it because yeah. I, I've, I've fallen out of love with things. Like you asked me before what I did at the beginning of content. What I did was I was working in football and the reason yeah. I left football was because it was no longer fun for me. Every single game I watched was not for fun. It was to analyze. And like, man, sometimes I just want to watch Ronaldo or Messi do their thing. And yeah. like, I'm trying to analyze. And Messi dribbles the ball in diagonally so that he can... And I just... I just, <laughs> I just, I just, bro, I just ended yeah. up hating it. And now, just and recently... I, I, I think I understand when it comes to that one um, yeah. with a quick notion. It's like... I was in high school and I used to play soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not long ago, I graduated. Um, when I was in that setting and then you have your friends talking about, oh, in soccer they do this and this. I'm yeah. like, look, I understand that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it doesn't make you enjoy it. Like, it's like you and I sitting down and you're saying, okay, yeah. Liverpool is better than Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Very controversial. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's the case. I'm not saying <laughs> no, that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when you sit there and you have those little banters. That's, yeah, that's the yeah. enjoyment of soccer exactly. or the enjoyment of any sport. Yeah. But for you to sit there and say, okay, the formation is this and this and yeah. this, you're like, no. Yeah. I mean, I actually came across this post recently, which is footballers who hate football. And there's literally like, I think, uh, was it Martinelli from Arsenal? I remember it was Ter Stegen from Barcelona also. They're like, one of them was like, I mean, I come home after I play the game yeah. and I just chill out. Like, am I gonna watch football? Like, like no. people, you know, people assume that this guy's been training for football all week, yeah. playing two games a week, four and hours go of watch again, and he's gonna go back home, not spend time with his family, not go spend that <laughs> money that he has, but to watch another football game and be an armchair and be like, yeah, uh, with his beer, just watching the game. Yeah, Ronaldo doesn't know what he's doing. Like, I no, think you know, they're, they're, I think it, for a lot of them, it's just a job. Yeah, I remember uh, there was a player Benoit Suikoto. He's just like, no, this is just a job for me. I'm in it for the money. Like, mm. and, and I remember people were like, this guy's like. How is like he's a mercenary? He's playing. 
No, bro. He's just he he's literally saying what it is. You know, yeah. I, if I'm playing to the best of my abilities, all right. Now the thing is, football is one of those things that we have. Like, oh, it's a passion. It's this art. Yeah. You know, we can't associate it with like I just want to make money. Yeah, for sure. But like, if you were a good player at, at ba- if you're a good basketballer and you could make money from it, you would you would do, do it. it. Yeah, you, you would sure. do it. Yeah, you don't have the same passion. I would still say that on average, right? If you have two excellent players. One who's passionate, one who's not. I would say, on average, the passionate one, you know, is the one who gets better in the mm. end or who has the most. But still, it doesn't mean that you can't play in the the like you can't play basketball at all, for example. Yeah. Maybe not in the NBA, but you could play probably in some European yeah, league. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Oh damn! <laughs> I never, I never thought of it like that because yeah, even yeah. me just starting this content creation, starting this podcast with my co-host, just sitting there and analyzing these things, yeah. I don't really, I don't really think of it like that. I don't yeah. really say, okay, da 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 da. I really just went into it because I was like. Me and my coach love giving advice yeah, to people. Yeah. We love hearing and giving back feedback. Like you said, with the content creation, you sit there and you, I'm, I'm intaking the knowledge that you, you, you give me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it to the audience out there or the people that listen. When that happens and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I've learned something. And yeah. with every episode, I'm trying to get people on that will teach me something. Yeah. That will sit there and humble me and be like, okay, this is the case and this is what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's what content creation is. 100%. It's you being able to understand something and do it because you enjoy it, not because 100%. you're going to make funds from it, no. And what you just mentioned shows me, honestly, your maturity in yeah. this space as a content creator because I think the number one thing for a content creator to succeed is to understand that, yes, it's about you. You're the one creating the yeah. content, but there's people who are going to watch your content. Those people need to feel something. So yeah. there is autonomy and independence in content, but you also need to understand that there is something bigger than yourself. And when For you're sure. saying that, you know, I want people to teach me something and that's also people who are watching yeah. that's get taught something, that is just a really mature and, and progressive way to understand content. And it's really important that we all understand that. And that's, so I'm kind of starting like this side gig right now yeah. that I haven't told people. It's like a okay. kind of stealth release, which is I just talk for five minutes, no plan, no yeah. nothing. And I just talk about something I've learned from the world from social media. Yeah. When you look at YouTube and you go and you see any content on social media, most of it is how to get to 100K followers on Instagram so quickly, how to get the most likes. And all these people, they'll even do some content that is good, but mm-hmm. their highest viewed videos are how to get likes on TikTok, how to get followers in one day, how to get... And I'm just trying to get the people to understand, like, it's not about followers because you could have 3,000 yeah. followers and have more of an impact than me with 800,000 followers. Mm. It, it, that, because and it, that's, that's what I'm starting to understand. Exactly, For me, exactly. it's a bit different. Um, compared to TikTok, yeah. um, with a podcast you have all different social yeah. medias. Uh, do you do YouTube as well, or is yeah? So, so my relationship with YouTube has been on and off. I was full time at some point, and I loved it. But then I moved into TikTok because yeah. it's it was kind of easier for me to do the every country challenge there. Yeah. Um, I tried to do it on YouTube, but no one's going to watch one hundred ninety five <laughs> three minute videos, yeah. right? That's a lot. Yeah. Excuse me. That's no, alright. But a lot of people would, you know, scroll mm. through 195. Yeah. Um, and then that's what I'm saying. When it comes to YouTube, it's hard to find. Because nowadays, I don't think a lot of people subscribe. Mm-hmm. That subscribe button isn't used very yeah, often. Yeah, you yeah. know, you watch a video, you move on, you maybe like it and that's it. Yeah. And that's where I think I'm starting to understand it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where if I have 10 subscribers, but I have 100 um, views, I'm like, okay, why is it not matching up? Yeah. But now I'm starting to slowly, even when people ask me, they're like, oh, why is it like this? I'm like, I don't mind. Yeah. If I'm even out of, let's say, I think the most most amount of views we've had, including Spotify and et cetera, was 500, yeah. five to 600. Yeah. If I'm able to just impact one of that 600, I'm happy. Yeah. I'll smile and I'll be like, okay, I made that person think. Yeah, like 600 people is a lot. Yeah. Is, is a, like, it's, that's a lot of people. Like imagine you're now, like I, as I told you, I did yeah. a um, presentation last week. There were 30 people. That's a lot of people. Mm. But, but you don't see them when you're doing the content. Like you could have a live stream and you could see it says 22 people. And it's like 22 people. But it's like 22 people are actually down to see you. Yeah, imagine if this room was full of 22 people. Yeah, exactly. That's still a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of people, right? And then so imagine that, you know, you get like crazy views. <laughs> like I'm talking millions, yeah. right? It's very, and I'm telling you, like one of the weaknesses of that is like, okay, now that I get millions of views, sometimes the video gets 20K, I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like subconsciously, that's what you think because your mind already, like the dopamine is now at yeah. higher levels. Like now for me- you're like that three mil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, now I have to hit 7.5. 7.5, that's your goal. Like, like, like to be like, you know, okay, that's, okay. that's crazy because I think the top I've hit was 5 million, you know? So, um, but in the end, you know, views, I'm, I'm going to be very honest. Like I want to hit that amount of views 
Yeah. Simply for the dopamine hit. No, no, no. Because, because the dopamine hit is good, but yeah. like, otherwise the views don't They really don't really be, do much. Like, it's just It's, it's a just a number, yeah. right? Like, it's just, yeah, as I said, it's just a bit of like an ego dopamine boost. It's like, oh, cool, right? Like, um, my video from Kenya had 5 million people see it. So I think Kenya has 45 million people. So when you talk about like, yeah, 5 million out of 45 million people seeing it just on social media, mm. like that's a lot of yeah. people, right? You have some countries where the population is like, 20,000 yeah. and like the video has 100k views and then I'll go on like the, the analytics and it'll be like 20% are from this country and it's literally if I calculate it the whole population of that country the whole people on that island have yeah. seen my video <laughs> and that got me to think like by the end of this challenge I could go to any country in the world and there will be at least one person who knows me there you go that's like such an interesting go- like anywhere like I'm just like this which is why you know I really want to like built into this as much as I love football yeah. right I was like okay but football like I had this kind of limited thing that I could do but like just being able to be around the world it's not just about music because after this I could go into food like yeah. I love food from different countries I could go into football from different countries I could go into basketball I from can't different lie countries, you know? I'd want to see cook from every country that'd mm. be interesting <laughs> it would be more like a satirical comedy type of thing like where people laugh at me well, trying to cook <laughs> trust me no no I'm not the, I'm not the right person because <laughs> t- look this happened once so I was doing it in the, with the Dominican uh, culture Dominican Republic and they put a lot of plantains in their food yeah and, you know plantains. yeah you're telling me before, yeah, yeah. I, I love plantains right so I tried to do a plantain lasagna right which would have been amazing because when you look at the videos of them making plantain lasagna it's the best and when you combine the flavors in your head yeah. it's amazing right but it was so soggy and watery that it ended up becoming like a plantain lasagna soup <laughs> and I live streamed that to the, to the 2,000 Dominican people and literally posted the video and all the comments were like people laughing but like in a, you know, in a friendly yeah, in a good way, way. Yeah. in a good way but like I actually butchered it you know what I mean <laughs> so, so, so imagine like I go from this challenge where I sing a song from every country in the world well but then the next challenge is I butcher a food from every country. Oh, it's well, like, you, you know, go. I got to humble myself a bit. Not everything has yeah, to be good. Exactly. But that's where you have that balance. Yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, I did everything, like, not perfect, but yeah. I did it well. Yeah, yeah. And now let's see, let's, let's switch it up and see what people think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, I, I, yeah, I could do food, I could do whatever, but the beauty about this is as much as I have plans, I know that there's something that will take yeah. me, like, Dude, I just got the 2010 FIFA World Cup game and PS3, like, back this week. Like, PS3, yeah, I'm going saw, back old I saw, school. I saw. And I was, like, I just started, like, recording myself, and I'm like, you know what? This game has every country in the world. It has, like, imagine, bro. Uh, so, I know, okay, because Ghana qualified for this World yeah. Cup, and Ghana's actually a good national team, right? Yeah. See, look, <laughs> one, I need, I need to put it out there. Nigeria, we have beef with you. To be fair, to be fair, at least we made it into the World Cup this year. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. I got involved into one Jollof rice war one in, rice Qatar, in, in Qatar when there was Nigerian and, and Ghanaian fan. I just got involved into one and I was like, you know what? I'm not. What'd you I'm say? What'd you say? No, I want to hear the story. So, no, it was like, um, we're going to ask you a question. Mm. Got a Nigerian and Ghanaian okay, fan. Yeah. And Niger <laughs> Just literally, before we asked the question, he goes like, Niger Jollof. Mm. And, um, you know, we just all start laughing. And it was, you know, it's pretty nice, like, when, when you just, you know that, like, there's, like, these little rivalries yeah. between countries. But, like, it's actually just all fun and jokes. Like, one of my favorite content creators are the two guys, like, one from Nigeria and one from Ghana. And they, yeah. and they just do the, um, they say things in, diff- in their accents. And it's just, like, that's kind of the thing that I like to do. It's, like, how can we bring our differences and actually laugh about them together. Yeah. How can we just, like, understand, like, oh, yeah, like, we actually have similar music. Oh, mm. we actually have similar tastes. Wow, hey, you guys eat okra, we eat okra too. Oh, yeah, yeah that's you, what we're talking what I mean? about before. It's like there's, there's so many things that you just take. And then like even from music, like you'll know a lot about food from music. Because, yeah. you know, people are like, like sometimes people to represent their culture, they'll talk about like food and stuff. Mm. So yeah, this just gives me that opportunity to really explore anything I want. And so yeah, going back to the game, because we, were, <laughs> we went with like Ghana and Nigeria. <laughs> but um, so the Kenyan national team never qualified for the World Cup, yeah. but they're on the game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you've got um, Anguilla, which is not even a recognized UN country. It has yeah. a population of like 20,000, if I'm not mistaken. They have the national team on the game. Okay. So I'm just like, damn, this, this game is like me, but football, you know? And <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm it's gonna doing do what I'm content. doing right now. Yeah, I, I, like I'll do something where like yeah. I, I'll take Kenya to the World Cup on the hardest difficulty and yeah. try to get them to qualify. It's like, it's not real life, but it'd be pretty cool if, you know, their favorite creator or one of their, their creators that they like is doing that, you know? Yeah. And that's like how I would kind of go into YouTube. Damn. But there's so much to do, man. Like I, I like to call myself a contentpreneur, right? 
And you know how like we've got a lot of our friends who they're entrepreneurs. Like yeah. they will, okay, hey man, I just started a shoe label. I'm doing three club nights. I'm also doing this kind of phone repairs thing. For me, it's like, oh yeah, so I do some kind of social media coaching here. I sing a song from every country there. I go and I visit football stadiums here. That's for me. Like I'm a content entrepreneur. You know, I'm, like I'm, I'm just, trying to be on that. I'm yeah, yeah, I know what you. I know, bro. So I'm trying to be on that. And it's fun because you get to choose as long as you know how to keep a crowd entertained. Yeah. As long as you know how to you know, manage emotions yeah. of the person that is watching, right? Like I know for me, one of the things I think, that I believe that I mastered, yeah. so I think that I mastered is the way I do the entry. Like I, I get the, the music to come in slightly to get people like, okay, uh, which I love how, is I love how, now? I love how, we're going to wrap up soon, but yeah. I love how in every single one of your TikTok, it's like boom, like yeah. you've gone, zoom straight into yeah. the country and then it brings you in. Yeah. And so I try to get the highest impact Right, like I try to focus. Even like if there's some parts of the song, the reality is with content you have to focus on what works for the audience yeah. too. You know, you can like do a boring one now. But some countries, obviously, their songs are just slow paced yeah. or it's more folk. So obviously, I can't choose. Like if a country has ten thousand people, they don't have rap. Yeah, no. you know, rap is a very niche <laughs> thing. Yeah. you need to have a big. But then some countries that have like one million people, but rap is a huge thing. There. Yeah. So um, yeah. Really, yeah. no, I've learned a lot. Uh, I was even talking to you before, and I was just like, "Damn, this guy has so much knowledge." Oh, and appreciate that's, it. Man. That's that what I want, lot, and that's what I think I want audacious to do. Because when I started it, it was to help people just to understand themselves. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's just to be able to put knowledge out there. Yeah. Um, to and be able to take the risky moves and like meet new people and sit there and say, "Okay, we're gonna change. We're gonna mm-hmm. be different." Yeah. The meaning of audacious behind it all is to do something risky, to take a step mm-hmm. forward without understanding. Yeah. And that's what I feel like content creation is. It's you taking it is. A, a leap of faith. It is. And th- that's what I really like about the name because I just want to say, like, it is so easy for me now to post three videos a day. But when I started this, I was scared. And when I started this, I told people close to me, like, I'm going to do this challenge. And they're like, what's this challenge going to do for you? It's not going to get you anything. Like, what are you going to do about it? But trying to do things that are audacious is, especially in the content space, is yeah. really important. And that's an aspect of content that no one will talk about. You know, they'll talk about how it helps you make money. They'll talk about how it gets you opportunities. They'll talk about how it helps you, you know, get to places that you want to be. But it actually helps you improve as a person. Like here from you simply wanting to do content, you're already learning things. You're yeah. already trying. You're already getting better at like, let's say if you want to set up this podcast, yeah. right? you get better at things that could help you in your daily life, right? With me, content helped me improve my self-confidence, improve my ability to speak to people, improve my ability to get out of my comfort zone and actually want to get out of my comfort zone, yeah. to actually be curious about things and learn that, you know, it's not just about what I want, yeah. you know? Um, an example of that is TikTok doesn't pay well, right? A lot of people ask me this question is, yeah. you know, does TikTok pay you well? TikTok does not pay at all. Right? So I don't get anything, I don't get paid for my videos, right? Which in the end, you know, when you, when you take into perspective 100 million plus views in total, mm-hmm. when you take into account that these are lots of hours of work, I am editing videos, I'm posting, like I'm doing jobs that other people would be doing for payment. Like, yeah. like, like if I was paying someone to edit the videos, it'd be $20 per video. If I, yeah. you know, take all the videos, 100, that's like, you know, $2,000, that's mm. it. So um, taking that into account, right? TikTok doesn't pay well. And so, no, we talk about it's like, no, no, yeah, just no. <laughs> yeah, you can tell it's been a That's long right. week, right? Yeah, you I can, can tell, tell it's been a long well, week. Well, it's all right. You got a soccer match coming up as well. So. Yeah, yeah, I got it. But a... yeah, TikTok doesn't pay well, and yeah. So, so, oh yeah, I get back where I'm at now. So, uh, I realized this other creator who has three million followers is like, I'm not going to post on TikTok anymore. You know, they're not taking me into account. They're not paying me, etc. But that's when I realized it's like. As much as you want to be the center of attention and realize, oh, I got these views, I got these likes, I got these people, I got every country in the world, right? The reality is there are lots of people on there who are creating just for fun without any incentive to make money, right? So thus, the creators who do want to be on there to make money are hurt because if all the creators who want to make money leave, let's say 10 million people leave, well, there's 1 billion users on TikTok. Yeah. So what's 10 million going to do to them? And in fact, they're making more money off it. So that's when to take into account that, you know, content needs to be more than just a money-making process. It needs to be something that helps you think on a bigger scale, think on a better scale. And I mean, let's say initially, you know, I believe audacious activity can be much bigger than Australia. Yeah. But right now we're starting, obviously, yeah, we start with Melbourne with Australia. Small. And I just really want to re-emphasize because Australia is still one of the countries that hasn't caught up with that. Yeah, with uh, content creation, it's yeah. pretty poor. It's in america like i've applied to jobs in america and i I just want to tell you like how specific it is in america i once was going on this website for sponsorships in america and now when Mm -hmm. you hear sponsorships in australia you think 
beauty, fashion, food, beauty, fashion, food. You know, oh, this place is great. But I'm talking about these people. These people have like such niche things. Like you could be a, a pregnant mom yeah. who has two kids already and they'll be like, yeah, we are targeting pregnant moms who have two <laughs> kids already for a specific type of product. Or are you a 25-year-old male footballer living in Ohio? Like that is so specific. And, the, and then if you fit the thing, you can literally just go make it. You can have a job in America just being yeah. a content creator because there are so many content opportunities. So many things to do. Here, you have to go out and find and then you have to convince. The amount of people I've spoke to I've said, guys, you have one follower on your social media. You have one post and you have no profile picture. I'll do it for free. I will actually do, do it for, for free. free. And they still say no. Like, just to show you, because we all talk about sales. Sales yeah. is one of the most important skills. And that, I reckon that's because the pride here is too high. It's like, oh, I've done social media before. Eh, Australia is not the same. That's all I hear. Australia is not the same. People don't want to. Well, because there's not enough social media, but a lot of Australians are on social media. Mm. All the way from people who are 60 years old, all the way down to the, to the youngins. Mm. So that's the thing. So who's not on social media in Australia? Because I see everyone's on social media. Yeah, for sure. But we're not using it. We're not using it. We're not it utilizing to, it to yeah. its full potential. Yeah, exactly. We are not. And most of the Australian content creators who are doing well, they're not producing Australia-specific content. Right or or something it's that worldwide. makes it, yeah, yeah it's more worldwide and that's why but but we need to have like like and if you see in Sydney Sydney is where content creators are doing something completely different yeah. so the Middle Eastern Lebanese content creators actually have a if today May May twenty five today today they actually have a comedy event three okay. creators came together and they and I know there's a lot of gym to, um a lot of gym content creators in yeah, Sydney as well yeah gym content creators um there's there's a lot of trading content creators but we need that to kind of be more, all right? Yeah. And not just that, for me, a really important aspect of content creation, and I do this with my younger brothers, is I try to convince them is because a lot of people will say, but what would I do yeah. for content? You know what I mean? What would I do to get into it? But you could do anything that you love, mm. anything that you want to solve. So let's say you're a gym content, I'll give you an example of a friend of mine who's a gym content creator who DJs. Mm. I told him, all right, why don't you, and you mix songs very well, right? Yeah. Why don't you create a DJ mix of your top five songs mm -hmm. at the gym, leverage your DJ knowledge, and then let's say like, okay guys, I'm gonna make a DJ mix right now. He makes a DJ mix in 20 seconds, puts it on his headphones, and then the mix comes on and he's at the gym doing his bench press. Instead of just being, oh guys, I'm gonna hit my PB of 250 kgs, <laughs> right? Or instead of just being, here's another mix. There's so many DJs yeah. doing mixes. There are so many guys doing their PBs. But there's no one doing, or not no one, but it's a very small niche of people who combine DJing and gymming yeah. so that's when you stand out and that's that, where you become different yeah that's when you because yeah. everyone's doing a podcast why is your podcast different that, that's the question that i always ask myself when i'm doing content it's the reason that people have hired me for my expertise i know this is the reason why is because before every video i ask why would someone want to watch this a lot yeah. of people will say no no but this is a good design i don't care if it's a good design i don't care if it's a good video why would someone take out of their time that they're spending three hours a day on average on social media there is um, off, off the top of my head there's like 1 million videos being posted per day or something mm -hmm. there's 95 million posts a day on Instagram something like, like crazy numbers how are you proving to be worth this person's attention yeah. attention is a currency right now that you need alright how, how are you going to be worth it you can't sit down and complain about the algorithm complain about oh no you know it's because yeah people <laughs> just got to keep yeah, trying or oh people like cheap stuff people don't like no it, it doesn't matter what people like you got to know that this is a currency and that people want to dedicate their time to things that they want to love mm. watching and that's their business so you need to learn how to make their business be your thing, like how you can entertain them in that field. Yeah. So you got a podcast, how, how do I stand out? What makes my podcast different? I'll give you an example. Another example I have is like, I know a person who was just doing like a business podcast, like yeah. how he started from zero to 500K, but he had no audience mm -hmm. and he was doing two hour long podcasts. So for me, it's like, but what's the difference? Are you interviewing a specific type of entrepreneur that's different? Like for example, are you interviewing Middle Eastern entrepreneurs? Right, so then you have an audience. You know, you have a mm -hmm. niche there. Or are you interviewing uh, gym entrepreneurs? Yeah. Or are you doing a five-minute podcast? Oh wait, a five. Uh, yeah, I, I'll give take out of my time for a five-minute podcast, right? <laughs> you know, but a two-hour podcast for another random guy who's Pretty just doing, you know what I mean? That's the reality of it is. Mm. But here, like you know, we have this podcast. We try to the best of our abilities to make sure that content is good. Yeah. But it's like I mentioned, stuff like this. The reality is, for you to get people in to watch your podcast, they need to see that the short clips, like they need to see the trailers, essentially, so that they can go like, 
wow, this guy is interesting or this guy isn't interesting. Mm. You know what I mean? And I know this because I've been on podcasts before where I know what I talked about was really good, but the videos, the short videos that were made about right. me were, were bad, right? So I understand like one person commented on something that I said, yeah. they're like, he just said a whole bunch of nothing in that minute. It was like something like <laughs> me trying to be inspiring. It was like uh, trying to be inspiring video. So the guy who edited it, it was like, I told him like, man, you know, just make sure that when you, you put out words, is, like that it makes sense yeah. because I agree with that guy. I said a whole bunch of nothing. In video, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but thank you, bros. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, that's time. Yeah, it's that's time, bro. Right. And I know you had 58 minutes left, so yeah. the memory card might be closing on any <laughs> moment. All right. But, um, I mean, I'm keen to have this conversation again, man. Bro, we'll, get, we'll get done. Because what I'm trying to do is a panel where I have more than one yeah. one person, yeah. one social media content yeah. creator at a time. Yeah. So we will get it done. Don't worry. Well, bro, I know who to talk to if I want to bring people to do some social media done. content. I we'll know some places. 100%, bro. We'll and now I understand why podcasts are four hours long. Yeah. One they're, hour feels like nothing. You sit there and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. I looked at it and it's yeah. just an hour. I'm like, Joe Rogan, man, who's gonna sit down for a four and a half hour podcast? <laughs> but like, when you're the speaker, then you're like, oh, okay. but but like, realistically, you know, yeah. when you when you're the producer, that's the final thing, right? So we're the producers of this thing. The reality is, it's so hard to be a producer and then consume all these oh, podcasts and videos and, and then whatever. I'm gonna be sitting there yeah. editing. Yeah. yeah, so you're editing in the time that you could be listening to a podcast, you know. Mm. But it's always good open that space to consume. Like yeah. consume 20%, produce 80%. You yeah. learn more from producing, but it's always good to consume a little bit. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Carlos. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you, man. I appreciate it's you for having himself. me on. I appreciate it, bro. Kofi, I see big things coming for this guy. I've seen him doing his thing. I'm trying. You know? I'm trying. I'm trying to get it out there. But, but the fact that you're trying is actually enough. And the fact that you're learning through that trying is even more than enough. Like there's not a lot. Like you're already in the 1%. Trust Thanks, me when bro, I say so that. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, this has been Audacious, another yeah. episode with your boy. Um, yeah, follow Audacious Activity. Thank you. Karen, On Karen Instagram, Yazos. follow yeah. him as well. Yeah. His um, TikTok is sitting right here and his Instagram yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, this has been your host, Kofi. Yeah, and this has been Karalius, your favorite content creator, the multilingual man, and uh, oh, I like to call it the multicultural king. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs>